In Your Money Today, uh, Carolyn Wright is taking a look at how SMEs can navigate tricky times and heighten tensions. Good morning, Carolyn. Good morning. Today, we're going to take a look at how businesses can mitigate the risks that geopolitical issues can have on them. I'm joined by Steve Vickers, who is the CEO of Steve Vickers and Associates, which is a specialist political and corporate risk consultancy. Thank you for joining me, Steve. You're most welcome. Now, Steve, we all know that tensions have been rising recently between the US and China. So let's take a look at what's happening exactly there with that and then go into how companies and investors can best protect their interests. So sure. so let's kick off with the impact these rising tensions have had so far on capital flows that you've been following around the region. Okay. Well, I mean, the harsh reality is we, we are living in unfortunate uh, geopolitical times. And what's the downstream consequence is that, that it's causing companies to, or it's causing capital flows to be right, redirected right across Asia, forcing some companies to retreat from certain markets uh, and to reallocate uh, capital elsewhere. Now, that sounds nice, but it does present all kinds of quite material risks to companies in terms of how do they recoup funds that's already arrest, uh, already invested, and in terms of practically handling political, reputational, and uh, commercial risk in some new, uh, unfamiliar locations. So I put out a paper recently on this because we got quite a lot of clients, uh, I would say, caught in the horns of that dilemma. Okay, so let's look at what that dilemma is exactly and where things are going with it, because you also have to mention in your paper that there are a number of measures that the U.S., sort of is aiming towards China. So let's have a look at what some of those concerns are there, and in particular the ones that could have quite a, a, a harsh economic effect. Sure, I'll happy, happily tick off. I would just say before that, though, obviously mm. the, the big picture situation is, is clearly rising interest rates, uh, growing geopolitical tensions, particularly between the US and China, uh, a much, much weaker Chinese economy, I mean that's what's really reversed the reversed the, the the flow hitherto from the west to this way to, to the other way around, uh, and then we've seen some really quite enormous uh, drops in um, or, or movements of, of, of uh, U.S. dollars out of the country. The balance of uh, yuan-dominated bonds held by foreigners, for example, went down 15% last year. Uh, as did greenfield foreign direct investments into China, which which fell. Uh, very, very considerably. It's not just China. Other Southeast Asian markets have also seen the departures of capital, but to a much, much less worrying extent than in the 1990s. So some smaller states have had problems, but mostly it's a PRC uh, West issue. Um, and why? Simply because it, it's largely economic. I mean, the property shut down, lengthy COVID um, lockdowns and, and weaker demand, demand for exports have all taken their toll. The pull of U.S. interest rates, which have been and continues to be an issue, and this deep decline in, in Sino-American relations. Um, and if you've asked me to run through a few, some of them are really serious, some are less serious, and some perhaps are individual congressmen making their own mark. Uh, but we've seen, when I'm all focused on them all, um, but there's, there's a House Committee on Strategic Competition, just quite newly established, there's, um, there are hearings on, on, on Xinjiang. There are issues over uh, House foreign affairs, the TikTok debacle, which was on TV very colorfully. There's the Senate Finance Services Committee, uh, China Trade Relations Act, which seems to, uh, which 
legislative issues, uh, removal of China's designation as a developing nation, for example, plans to curtail China's uh, individual or entities' purchase of U.S. land, uh, and a lot of other stuff. And then on the Synthetic Drugs Act, with with uh, target flows of fentanyl and, and precursor stuff, again, all coming to all of these, uh, plus, of course, the more serious military-related issues uh, are, are building up. The bottom line is, rather than depress anyone, uh, we just need to be realistic to the fact that things are not going to get better in the short to medium term, and therefore businesses need to be um, a business need to adjust to deal with it. Okay, so let's get into to that aspect. So, what would your advice be for anyone who has a business based in this region uh, and the particular issues that they need to be bearing in mind and how they might want to readjust their focus to cope with this situation? Well, the fact is that doing nothing is not is not an option. I mean, people sometimes are a bit paralysed. Nobody wants to talk about political issues, but I mean, the harsh reality is U.S.-China relations are poor and getting worse. So, therefore, what what can we do? The first step that we have is is, is really for board levels. Uh, one key step is to carry out some very extensive uh, and practical, realistic due diligence, not just looking at commercial risk but also through the optic of political and regulatory concerns. Many companies are really good at running their businesses that are very, very poor uh, at political uh, and understanding what the concepts, you know, what, what the, the consequences might be. So we, we've been spending quite a lot of time on, on doing, I hate to use the word audit because it's not like an audit in the, in the, in the traditional term, but looking at what the impact might be on a given firm across the region. Most of these are for cross-regional outfits. And then if, if the decision is to draw down or draw back from some investments, the question is how to do that in the face of falling values, rising levels of debt, uh, and in some cases a potentially very unfriendly regulatory framework. So again, a, a real plan needs to be in place as to how to do that. It's not something that one can just stumble into. Uh, understanding the assets uh, concern and who's got them uh, is also an issue. So... I, all I would say is reshaping of regional capital does pose considerable risks uh, in the Asia-Pacific region. The risks are not unsurmountable, um, and in fact, considerations we, we, have, we suggest, like I said, due diligence, but also looking at unknown markets, or if you're in a lesser market, you've been in China for 15 years, and now you're in Vietnam. I mean, the risks are significantly different, and the, uh, the, the, the controls required will be different. Uh, like I say again, uh, understanding geopolitical risk is not something that many business managers um, are, are trained in or, or are skilled in. So again, it's best to call for some outside help. Uh, focus just on reputational and media issues could be could cause a lot of problems, particularly if you have somebody who is um, a poor press release. Uh, understanding regulatory risk again, just before one does pull the trigger on on, a, on an evacuation or a, 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 a drawdown one needs to be very careful what the regulatory risks might be and whether there would be whether there are implications beyond normal business um, issues i said earlier public relations strategies again um, clumsy misstatements can lead into quite difficult situations and drag a company into a semi-political row people need to be careful with that uh, and if you are in a dispute or if the company does find itself in a, in, in a dispute going straight to litigation uh, western style is often not the right, uh, the, the right way to approach things. I think understanding the other party, doing some preparatory work in terms of where their assets are and what their strategies are can often result in a, 
in a better game. Uh, and in general, keeping the board appraised of, 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 of the impact of, of, of some of these changes and what could be done. Okay, so it does sound like a lot of preparation needs to be done, a lot of research needs to be done by companies. Now let's look at the other side of things and turn to investors. Is, is there any kind of advice that you could give to investors about how they could be positioning themselves better to cope with this? Yes, I mean, the Chinese have a saying, which is there's always opportunity and danger. In Cantonese, it's naigay, danger and opportunity. So there are some, there are some opportunities, and people are moving things around. There, there are opportunities in Southeast Asia, particularly. Uh, I like, I like Vietnam. Uh, I like Thailand. I, um, Malaysia, we'll see. But yes, uh, uh, investors are looking. The big thing to look out for is not to make some of the mistakes that some of the companies made previously. For example, when when investing in China, people were in VIE structures, which were variable interest entities, which weren't illegal but weren't very legal. Uh, and and if you do want to withdraw or make a make a sudden change, you can you can find yourself quite stuck. So you, you a quite well known fund recently expressed I think in the last couple of weeks that they're having difficulty withdrawing because they've gone in on the wrong structure. So avoiding those kind of situations. But I mean, there's also there are new opportunities on the Chinese side. But the the, the, the dangers if you're a U.S., Australian, British, European company is you get caught in a on, on the horns of a um, political dilemma. So again, looking at that through a different optic, other than if we invest in this that will make a super return is you know what else might there be that we haven't looked at in traditional investment terms okay so again that is down to due diligence and doing your research right through the lens of political uh, through through the lens of political risk because that's the world that we're living in now unfortunately Okay, thank you for that advice. That's Steve Vickers, CEO of Steve Vickers and Associates, a specialist political and corporate risk consultancy.